Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you. Today's episode is entitled The Real Estate of Real Estate. You know, growing up in Dublin, one of the phrases you'd hear all the time is the girls would, when they were looking at a guy at a dance who wasn't in the best condition possible, they'd go, the state here, man, the state of him. Well, we're going to talk about the state of real estate today and whether you own a home, whether you're a practicing real estate or mortgage professional in our coaching programs, everybody's interested in real estate. I tell real estate clients all the time that when you go to a party and people find out you're in real estate, they're going to want to talk to you, not because you're particularly interesting, but because people are interested in themselves and everybody wants to know what's going on in housing. When you're a mortician and you're at a party and say, I'm a mortician, people tend to not flock around you to know what's going on with the latest embalming fluid prices. And so today, I have a real treat for everybody. We're going to talk about the real state of real estate. And I have three of our fabulous faculty with us here today. I have Amy Somerville, Jamie Nowak, and Dave McGee. We're going to dive in here in a second. But first and foremost, you know, this is on everybody's mind right now. The real estate market is somewhat of a leading indicator for the economy right now. With the Fed taking the action it's taken, real estate is the most affected area from rising interest rates. Now, there's a lot of things in regards to the economy, the recession we've been projecting for some time, all affected by these rates. But real estate really is on the, uh, the front end of this. And so whether you own a home, whether you rent, whether you're trying to buy a home, whether you want to know if the market's going to crash and fall, is it burned? And uh, we're also heading into election season. So never let the politicians get the facts in the way of a good story. So there's hyperbole on one hand, and there's everything's fine, nothing to see here on the other hand. So we're going to cut through all of that garbage today so you can navigate, so you can know. And then we're going to bring in our fabulous panel to talk about all the different aspects of how someone can navigate this market. So in economic terms, a bear market is when a market drops by 20% by value. What we have in real estate right now is a bear market by volume. So that's the first thing to understand is when you're hearing all these stories about real estate and should I buy a home and are prices going to drop? Is my equity going to disappear? Are we heading for another 2007 foreclosure market, which is all I hear on the TV right now? Oh, this is the same as 2007 and it's all I've been hearing. And none of anything I just said is, is accurate. These are all hyperbolic statements that get clicks, get people watching programs. Here's what I'm going to share with you. We are in a bear market by volume, which is the number of transactions in the real estate business is officially down 20%. What does that mean? Well, it means there's less sales. There's less income in the real estate space for practicing realtors and lenders. So that part is certainly affected. And then also homeowners. What does that mean? If someone's trying to get into the market, are prices capitulating? Are we looking at foreclosures, all those types of things? So I'm going to try to give you a little bit of a background. Then I'm going to jump into our panel to talk about how to navigate this. So these numbers just came in actually today from the Case-Shiller Index, which is luxury home sales in the United States have sunk by 28% year over year. So high-priced homes are in a full-on bear market drop. The regular market is 19.5%. So overall, we're certainly over 20%. And of course, the properties in the areas that appreciated the most are struggling the most, okay? So 
The fastest cooling housing markets in the U.S. are Seattle, Las Vegas, San Jose, San Diego, California is number four. Sacramento and Denver are tied. Phoenix, Oakland, Northport, Florida, Tacoma, Washington, Austin, Texas is number 11. Raleigh, North Carolina, Cape Coral, or Cape Coral as they say, Florida, Stockton, and Portland, Bakersfield, Jacksonville's number 17, Tampa's 18, Orlando's 19, and number 20 is Dallas, Texas. So if you look at those markets, a whole bunch of them, so let's see, five of them are in Florida, three, four, five, six, seven of them are in California. That makes sense. These are places where people moved to. People moved to where it was warmer, and they went red state and blue state based on where they wanted to be. And so we are seeing the markets that were the hottest become the coolest. That makes sense, right? Law of gravity. What goes up must come down. Now, with that type of dynamic, what does it mean? Well, people naturally think, okay, there's a 20% drop in sales. Sometimes then people think there's a 20% drop in price, and that's not the case. In fact, houses are actually up over last year. So on a national level, based on last year, housing prices are up. It's just what's happening now is the prices are starting to fall, and there's starting to be price cuts. So what have we seen year over year? Well, prices are actually up about 15% over last year, and that's already starting to now adjust. I think we've kind of, if you can imagine the analogy I would give you is of a submarine coming up out of the water, coming up out of the water, low rates, huge demand, people moving across country, huge demand, still not enough units for the amount of population we have, supply and demand issues. And now the submarines come up out of the water, and now the submarine's on top of the water. And it may even sink a little bit, but it's not going to plummet. So volume of sales has been cut off because the interest rates have gone from 3% to 6%. So that makes sense. That means the price of housing has gone up. Now, we also know the price of rents has gone up and continues to rise. So there's still that pressure at the bottom of the market. Prices have stabilized. Prices are going to soften. The markets where the biggest declines month over month, for example, San Francisco, Seattle, and San Diego. So all West Coast. And San Francisco is down 3.6%. And, and San Francisco has other extenuating circumstances with crime, with what I call mismanagement of the city. I have friends, have businesses there, they're leaving. And even then, it's only down 3.6%. Seattle's down 2.5%. You could certainly claim some of the same issues there. And then San Diego's down 2%. Why? Because it was actually the fastest growing appreciating market in the country. So personally, I'm glad to see it level off. So we have a volume of transactions are down, pricing stabilizing, but starting to soften. Rates have doubled, and we're seeing numbers all across the board. The high-end market especially is uh, showing now, you know, what was originally, this is where a lot of money was in the system, cash was in the system, the stock market was doing great. All of that's kind of coming home to roost. And so now you're looking at 28% drop-off in luxury homes and a 10% drop-off in luxury home prices. And so I just recently sold a luxury home, and I basically took months to massage this transaction through until it closed, knowing full well that there were some concessions to be made because there were big concessions coming with price, and we didn't want to get into that. So bottom line is we have a changing market, and we wanted to bring you some fresh new information. What the heck do we do? And I brought in three experts, and I want to have them introduce themselves to you. 
because I'm hoping you're going to get to see a lot of these folks. We have Amy Somerville, Jamie Nowak, and Dave McGee. Hi, guys. Amy, I'm going to start with you. Tell them a little bit about who you are, where you come from, and how you ended up hanging out with a Buffinian company. <laughs> how did I get here? I ask myself that a lot. Uh, I Actually, I've been in this awesome industry for 19 years now. Uh, I think I've darn near seen it all until uh, until we start reading through these statistics today. Uh, I was an agent and team leader in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right through the Great Recession, or the not-so-great recession of 2007. Uh, I was a business development coach for broker owners through a normalizing and kind of a bounce-back real estate market after that. Uh, Senior executive at REMAX World Headquarters through a slow market, also a hot, booming market, and uh, don't want to forget a global pandemic. Uh, And then the last uh, couple of years consulted top companies, brokers, team leaders, uh, top producing agents through uh, what has been the craziness of 2021. Uh, moving into 2022 and the beginning of this year, I was honored, uh, lucky enough to join the Buffini Brothers, uh, Buffini and Company, and, and these great, uh, incredible human beings. So uh, it's been a uh, love this industry, could not be more passionate about entrepreneurs in this industry, uh, the consumers of our industry, um, just a an interesting thing to to watch the big shifts from the last couple of years, uh, but uh, shift being the the word I don't love so much, opportunity being a word I really love, uh, and I think that's where we're headed as an opportunity market, and it's pretty exciting. Yep, there's some people going to get hurt. There's some people going out of business. We're going to talk about you know industry. You're our VP of professional development and industry engagement. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the big giant publicly traded companies and all the different spaces in real estate. I also have Jamie Nowak, who's uh, the Director of Community Development at Buffini Company. Jamie, just tell them briefly about your story and how you ended up in all this madness. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you, Brian. I'm happy to be here with everybody. Uh, my parents were serial entrepreneurs. Uh, my mother has been in real estate for the last 36 years. She's still killing it. So I, I grew up with this industry, and I saw how amazing it was. Um, and I saw how crazy it was, and I swore I'd never get in, Right. But I landed that $7 an hour job after college and I said, oof, this isn't too great. I don't want there to be a ceiling on my opportunity, on my income, on my growth. So I dove in to be the assistant at first and she had 13 open transactions and she went on vacation, trial by fire, trial by fire. And then from there, I built my own real estate business by referral with my own database and then transitioned to become a leader in the industry and ran a fabulous real estate office uh, through some some tricky times. I mean, real estate is always interesting, right? And so now I've been at Buffini and Company for over 18 years. um, That doesn't seem possible. It's unbelievable, right? But we've just watched through all the markets. We've watched what people can do and how strong and amazing they are to overcome and persevere and just create amazing lives for themselves and businesses to boot. Well, and they have a chance to do that again. All this doom and gloom. Like I say, some people see it as a crisis and some see it as an opportunity. Right. Dave now. McGee, Dave, I've had you on a few different shows, but for those perhaps who, who aren't familiar, tell them a little bit about your background and how you ended up heading up our coaching department. Well, thanks, Brian. Yeah, I'm, um, I've been business coach for, for 16 years, the last eight years. Uh, leading the coaching department. So I have the the honor and the privilege to lead a team of 72 professional full-time business coaches. Um, You know, over the past 26 years, we've done more than 2 million coaching calls, more than a million coaching hours. 
And just to put that in perspective, my, my, the average coach on my team has 16,000 hours of coaching uh, realtors and small business owners. And mastery is 10,000 hours. I get to lead a team of uh, masters. And I came to Buffini and Company via the real estate industry. Imagine that. But uh, excited to be here. And, and uh, I got to tell you, every stat you were talking about makes me excited right now. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. And there is some doom and gloom. There is some pain ahead. And it is exciting. You talk about, I was thinking about it while you were saying, you know, a lot of people, life coaching has become kind of popular and people do it. And even really good people do it. But if you have five or six people and you do, you know, four or five hours of that a week, it, it takes you an eternity to become a master. And you talk about our folks on average, 16,000 hours, they are world class. They are world class. And we're very, very proud of that team. Amy, I want to dive in here a little bit. We send you out to all these different corporate events and all the industry brouhaha's and you kind of rub shoulders with all these people and then you're able to make sense of it all, which is great. What's going on out there in the marketplace that uh, you're hearing from all the major crime families? I just watched The Godfather last night and uh, I think all the main real estate companies and mortgage companies, I, I was thinking I'm kind of like Don Corleone and I got all the crime families out there. So what, what are you hearing from uh, all the industry leaders? Yeah, I think your uh, statistical review uh, just a few moments ago just kind of cuts the surface of how everybody's reacting. Like you, you bring the the information to the industry, the uh, the stats to the industry faster than anybody else, and the um, hangover, if you will, uh, you start to see in these industry events and in conventions and conferences uh, across the country. Um, you know, the, the state of the market uh, is been changing extremely fast all year. If you work in the industry, I think it has felt like, um, like I, I almost envision whiplash, right? Both extreme highs, extreme lows. Uh, we hear, you know, <laughs> January, people were freaking out. The market's too hot. It's, it's moving too fast. And, you know, here we are uh, mid, mid of the year, just crossing over mid of the year. And it's the same freak out and the market's changing. Uh, so it's just this, this real intense uh, response to the extreme highs and extreme lows. Um, and, and major real estate companies are, are kind of feeling the same way. Um, again, in, uh, in January, we were looking at, you know, 3% 30-year fixed mortgage rates today, uh, upwards, you know, closer to seven, uh, which, you know, we, you talked about the affordability issue and what that does uh, to the, the buyer market and how agents are responding to that. Uh, and also in January, I remember every article I read was about uh, record home price appreciation, and we were all doing the happy dance, all of us, you know, homeowners and investors. Um, and and you know, while uh, appreciation is still, uh, you know, sale values are still looking good, we're seeing a decline for the very first time. Uh, so you know, again, back to the affordability issues, interest rates, inflation, just the price of groceries today uh, has everybody questioning every purchase decision they have. Um, it, I think from a, a market perspective, um, there's incredible opportunity for those who want it, for the committed, for the passionate, for the willing. And I don't want to double down on this for a sec. I mean, you're, you're, you're rubbing elbows with these folks. Whiplash is a powerful word, and I think the speed of the change is what's taken is has unnerved people. I mean, there's a lot of fear in the marketplace. I mean, you're right; people were freaking out. It's too busy. It's too crazy. They were frustrated. They couldn't get a buyer a home. Twenty seven offers on every property, and now it's whiplash. And properties are sitting. They're having to reduce prices. Real estate companies are laying people off all across the board, right? 
Well, and and I think that has a lot to do too with this, you know, the the in, yeah, both interest rates, but uh, inflation in general. In you know, again, beginning of the year, major real estate companies had a surplus of cash. Uh, I attended conventions where I'm encouraging when we talk about. <laughs> The, the mob bosses, right? Surplus of cash, massive parties, crazy money being spent on uh, experiences, celebrations, that kind of thing. Uh, there were there was an, an event I attended in April where the beginning of the week, that was the behavior. The end of the week was, you know, who's who's sleep, who, who's sleeping with the fishes? I don't know. Um, you know, in, in the conversation completely changed. And so, you know, when, when there's a surplus of cash, companies are investing in innovation, and rightfully so, taking risks, trying new things. I, you know, it's funny. I had one industry leader who goes, yeah, we were throwing an event where we just booked John Bon Jovi, and now we have an event where we're thinking of taking the croutons off the salad, you know? And <laughs> right. it's about 30 days later, right? Right, right. Well, I and I mean, every single one of us is, you know, taking a look at, at what that looks like, again, at not just the, you know, the grocery store, but the gas tank, and where do we need to tighten the belt a little bit, and major companies are not any different. And so uh, I think you see the investment shift from innovation and taking some risk and some technology to tried and true fundamentals, you know, uh, invest in what you know works. And so those same companies, you saw, you know, layoffs that, that were mainly, um, touching support staff, uh, on, you know, of tech departments and, um, tech teams. And, you know, I watched those same companies declare that the proposition, the value proposition of major franchisers was to be training, skill building, referral generation, kind of the belly to belly relationship. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of those concepts, but, uh, it turns out they're a big deal. Well, it was funny, you know, I, I, I get this, there was an industry event and they were like, this Buffini guy, he's just lucky. And like I say, you know, when you're with the fundamentals and you master the fundamentals, you can get lucky a lot in a lot of cycles. And like you said, a lot of these companies invested hundreds of millions of dollars into tech solutions, tech lead generation. I'm going to outsource this, outsource that. And the next thing you know, the market hits the fan. We're in a bear market by volume. Prices start to soften. And the next thing you know, it's we need to cut expenses across the board. We're laying off staff and they're laying off staff in their tech departments. That's what you just brought up. And they're saying, we need to get back to the fundamentals and they don't know where to start. And that's what we want to talk about. So we see it from the industry perspective that Amy brought. Jamie, as we look at these types of things, how does somebody stay motivated? Right now, we're heading into an election cycle. So just by nature, everything's going to be bombarded as the worst of everything. There are some telling signs. I mean, it is. You, you sit down with a buyer and you're saying 3%, and now you're saying 6, 6.5. That's tough. You have people going, I'm just going to wait now until the prices crash. You have sellers who are hanging on to, Zillow told me my house was worth this in January, and now I need to move later in the year, and Zillow's telling me something different, or Zillow's still telling me the same thing, but the market's saying something different. How does someone stay motivated in a market like this uh, without losing their equilibrium? Yeah, well, it's a good question. I mean, whiplash is right, but uh, we're built for this, I believe. I mean, everybody got into this industry of real estate or just being an entrepreneur. You got to be brave. You got to be courageous. You got to kind of appreciate the instabilities that happen um, in our businesses, in our economy. Uh, and you're, And so we have to focus in on what we can control. You've got to make your own headlines. You know, stay away from the news for the most part. I mean, we got to know, we got to know enough, but we can't live there. And so I think it's just important, first and foremost, 
what, how are we thinking about this? Because I'm hearing it all over the board. I'm hearing greatest opportunity ever. I'm hearing this is just amazing. And then we have other people going, oh, no, yo, no, you know, the market is shifting again and everything's going down. So I feel like it's what we focus on expands and how we think about something can really make the difference of if we're going to get out there and take action and make something happen in our life and in our business, or if we're not, if we're just going to shrink and, and say, well, this is the way it is. So we got to reframe how we're looking at things possibly. And then we've got to do the best we can with what's in front of us. You're right. And I think, you know, like for us, I think a buffeting company, we're not going to be laying people off. We're going to be hiring people because we're going to grow through this. We're going to grow through the inflationary part of this, which is for any entrepreneur sitting out there, any business owner out there, and for any homeowner out there, you got to grow. When there's an inflationary time, you know, there's a hole in the bucket that says it's 10% to start with. So you better grow at a better rate than 10% just to stay whole. So this is not the time to get scurred, as they say. This is the time to get busy. And again, there's a whole bunch of people. The National Association of Realtors has the highest number of members it's ever had in its life. There's a whole bunch of people who will not be surviving this, right? They got in, it looked easy. I'm a yoga instructor, it sounded great. And I, you know, I'm doing this and I jumped in and my friend wanted to buy a house and real estate's easy. And I put their house on the market. I got them 20 offers. Well, let's see how many offers you get them now. You know, the market got them 20 offers. Now the pros uh, come to light. And so with that said, uh, Dave, what tips are our coaches right now pushing out there? What tips are you giving for people to prosper in a market where people are kind of leaking oil a little bit right now? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The, um, I think it's a little bit of what everybody said. The word you just used, pro. I think is important. Um, the pros are going to be okay. The amateurs are going to suffer. And so what does it mean to be a pro? Well, part of it is what, what Amy talked about, about innovation. There's a time for innovation and there's a time not to have innovation. A, a, an acquaintance of mine is a professor of innovation at NYU. And he says the idea of a lifetime comes around once every 30 days. The, it's not the idea we need, right? And right now people are chasing ideas because they don't know what to do. Um, Jamie talked about focusing on what we can control. And I think that's part of it is we don't know what we can control. You know, you gave a stat at, um, at a, a, one of our events recently that 63,000 transactions in July fell apart. You annualize that stat, that's 15% of the market, right? Um, some of it was in, interest rates. Some of it was I was in a loan and now I can't afford it. Most of it was not. Most of it were realtors I had a buyer who wants to buy. I have a seller who wants to buy. I have two realtors who want to get the deal closed. We don't have the skills to get it done, and we're and we're we're blaming things and chasing things. So I think there's a couple things. One in coaching, we we really focus on three things when we're coaching people: clarity, perspective, and process. So we want to get real clear about what we want to accomplish and why. Then we we need to check our perspective a little bit, right? It, it, is this Changing market as bad as it's going to be. I just talked to one of our, our clients, seven-year member, Jessica Johnson from Eugene, Oregon. And she told me, Dave, in every market, there's people who want to buy and sell. And I mean, that's true. So we need to have that perspective. And then it's our process. What are we doing? Um, there are people who jumped in, who are in this real estate market right now, who have never experienced a normal market. They've only experienced a very fast-paced seller's market. They don't know how to keep buyers 
um, motivated during a transaction. They don't know how to have a price reduction dialogue or even really how to price a house. And those are the skills. I think it's going to come down to really getting clear about what you want to accomplish. Having the perspective of what you can control, what you can't control, and then being real clearly focused on developing the skills and then focus on what you can control. And you know, Dave, we talk about the skills pay the bills. And the market has changed for everybody, and even vets that have been around the game a long time. You know, when the wind starts blowing, you got to play a different game. And a great example of this is, as you know, I went back to Ireland this year, see my folks, but I brought my boys and their best friend. And we went on a little golfing tour of Ireland, hung out with my folks, and then went to the British Open. Well, the boys learned how to play golf in COVID. And one of the kids, their best friend, Micaiah, he's a three handicap now. My son, Adam's an eight. My son, Alex, he's gotten involved playing golf. So they're all excited. They, these are all big, young studs. They hit the ball miles and they're like, dad, you're done. Your time is over. We get to Ireland and there's 25 mile an hour winds. We're playing Lynx type courses. Now I've played a lot of golf in the wind and I've played a lot of golf in Lynx type courses. And they're standing up and they're hitting their drivers, thunderous drives into the air, blown off the course, into the ocean, into the bushes. And I'm hitting a three iron that goes about 10 feet in the air, lands, and then runs about 50 yards. And these guys were dying laughing because I played the best golf I've played in years in the worst conditions because I had a reservoir of things to fall back on. We have 70% of the market that has never worked in a normal market. With 70% of the people who are in this industry right now, we've had this bull market in real estate for the best part of seven, eight, nine years. And they've never played in the wind. And they, they might be good golfers. They might be good pros. But they're not good pros when the wind is blowing and when the course conditions have changed. And those of us who've been around the block a few times, we know how to play the game. So I want to go back to each one of you guys. And, and uh, I always want to be respectful of people's drive times when listening to this. Amy, from an industry perspective, what are the best things that leaders can be doing right now? What is the best things you're seeing that people in the industry can do right now to win in a market like this? Yeah, no, I, I love that. It, one, of, one of the trends that I'm starting to hear pretty much across the board as I'm interviewing top team leaders, uh, corporate leaders, um, individual, you know, top producers, what are you doing now? Where are you focused? Uh, you know, to Dave's point, um, to your point, both of you, uh, the, the agents today, just a lot of them don't have the experience, the basics in uh, consulting sellers through price adjustments, uh, seller concessions, even how to spell seller's concessions, uh, mortgage rate buy-downs, fundamentals that most people don't have in the business. And I, I'm involved with, uh, again, agents, team leaders, broker owners of all brands around the world. And the biggest trend that I'm hearing right now is a conversation. I actually, uh, I've heard Brian, you speak about it. I, I, I just made a new friend. Uh, his name is Aaron West. I've met him through the Buffini organization. Uh, amazing leader by all accounts. But this conversation of focus from shift of peacetime leadership to wartime leadership. And, uh, you know, a, a conversation that is moving from or shifting from support, marketing, culture to intentional skill based negotiation, lead gen, uh, winning in the area of market share and the best of the best agents who get it. Uh, you know, when, when uh, Dave says I, I hear pro and I, I hear these statistics and I get amped up. 
the best of the best agents are getting fired up about this market because that's where they're doing it. They are focused on uh, getting back to the skills of negotiation, getting back to the belly to belly, understanding, uh, you know, doing more research about what's going on in, in uh, housing markets, communities. It's uh, it's not it's not golfing with the wind at your back. Right. Like you really need a whole new skill set. Uh, you're I think you you've said multiple times and I love it is that any turkey can fly in a hurricane uh, today. Uh, it's not any bird uh, and you need a whole new skill set. So um, I think everybody's investing in the time and the skill. Yes, I I feel like increasing our connections now more than ever, along with that skill building is one of the most important things we can do because the statistics always show us that more than 80% of all transactions happen because of the relationships that we've created. And so when things are, you know, things we can't control, low inventory, market slowing, what can we do? Let's get out there and let's get belly to belly and let's talk to our clients and let's educate them on this marketplace and what they can do. Uh, one of our great clients, Heather Reed, four years ago, brand new agent, struggling, spending a bunch of money, no return on investment. She got into training. She got to take action. She started building her connections, educating people about the real estate market and how she can help. She did, you know, six transactions in the in those three months in our training program. And that next year, she built it up to her goal was 250. And I think she did 430 based on connections, building the skills, providing a tremendous client experience so that people are happy to refer you to their friends, to their family members, to their work associates. I got a chance to meet Heather here at a recent conference. It was it was cool to hear her results and what she did and how she's doing it. So pretty cool stuff. And we love those stories, right, where people actually are following the fundamentals and doing it and exceeding expectations, right? That's right. And the cool thing is our most experienced producers also, what do you think they're doing right now? They're going back to training. Yeah, the fundamentals going through it. Because here's the thing, it is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. It's like the reason the Navy SEALs are the best in the world is because they train every day. You know, I, I get more help today than I've ever gotten. You know, I was working out this morning, but I was working out with the trainer, right? So because I had a lot to do. I had an early show this morning that before this one, I had to get in here early. And so we had to start at O Dark 30 and O Dark 30 happened because the trainer was there and you go through the fundamentals. It was a basic workout, but it was a workout that builds towards the future. So we got we to gotta have people do that. Dave, I'm going to give you the last word here. Help these folks uh, turn the corner in a market. We're, we're going to do this. We are seeing a scenario where someone's out there right now listening and they just own a home hey, the bottom's not going to fall out. There's going to be a little bit of an adjustment on price. It's a good hedge against inflation to own real estate. So you've done a good thing and you probably have a fixed rate mortgage that's lower. I was, I was having a conversation this morning. I, I haven't had a mortgage in years, but right now I have a fixed rate at 1.8%. I have money in T-bills at 4%. So the first time in my life, the bank is loaning me money that I've reloaned back to the treasury and I'm making 2.2% on. You know, hey, times are good. There's a way in which people are going to leave this business. There's, there's people who are not going to make it. We know the 80-20 rule. The 20% of the people do 80% of the business. And we're really focusing on the 20%. That's what we do at Buffini Company. We don't try to coach a million and a half realtors. We have 22,000 of them, and they move the needle. So what are the best people going to do here in this next little season? What are you seeing the best results with? So I had a coaching department. 
I am a firm believer that everybody is better with a coach than without a coach. And I will say this, this because the question you asked, what's the single biggest thing that somebody can do right now? Training. Training. You know, if um, and maybe it's training and coaching, but training is where it's at right now. There, There is, um, you know, it's this is I don't this is going to come out worse than I mean it. But it, there, there wasn't a lot of skill necessary to succeed in the market the last two years. It was hard work. Definitely. Right. Skill wise, didn't matter what price you put on the home it was probably going to sell for more than that. Skill-wise, you didn't need to handle a buyer objection because they didn't get to have any objections. They just had to do whatever the seller asked them to do. I'm waiving all contingencies. I'm not doing a physical inspection. I hope the house doesn't fall down the slope. 100%. I honestly think that the person who has the best opportunity in this market is the new agent because they know they need training, right? But here's the deal. So do the experienced agents. And, you know, I watch a lot of football on the weekends. And most of the NFL quarterbacks have coaches outside of their organization to work with them on being quarterbacks. They don't work on strategy. They don't work on what they're working on is footwork, fundamentals, arm angle. And so I think whether you're a pro or whether you're new, the number one thing you need right now is training. Where are you weak? Are you weak in negotiation? Get training in negotiation. Are you, do you need to revisit how to price a home? Get training and how to price a home. Um, you, You know, nobody's had to ask for a price reduction until recently. So maybe you need to get some training on how to ask for a price reduction. Well, and we built a training program that's uh, still a pretty new training program called 100 Days to Greatness. And we've had 12,000 people take it, which is a tiny amount of people for us. And the reason being is because it's all these fundamentals from how to go on an appointment, how to get a listing, how to generate a lead, how to get a price reduction, how to hold an open house, all the basic things all the fundamental things. And again, people felt like they didn't need to do those things. Now, what's interesting is for new agents taking their course of the 12,000 people, they've averaged seven transactions and $75,000 in commissions, which is wild when you take that the average realtor made $38,000 last year, even in a super hot market. So we have brand new baby agents who knew nothing, 12,000 of them doubled the production of a typical agent and they did it in 100 days. That's because they're trained. I had a conversation with, a, with an experienced vet the other day who said, you know, I have this property on the market and it's been sitting five weeks and I don't know what's wrong. And this guy's been around the block a few times and he's, he's 30 years in the business. And I, I actually shared with him the analogy of going to play golf in Ireland. And he said, well, Brian, it was a long time ago that you lived in Ireland and played golf. I said, when I was in San Diego, before I went to Ireland to play golf for two weeks, I was hitting my three iron on the driving range 10 feet off the ground. It wasn't running out. It wasn't, people are looking at me like, what's that guy doing over there? I was hitting balls. I was practicing. I was training for the golf to come. And training, preferably, is something you do in advance. Now, the goal would be that people would get their act together quicker and get the ball rolling sooner. The bottom line is you need training in how to talk to a buyer and that communicating to them, you don't need a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Why don't you get a short-term rate fixed for a couple of years, maybe three or five? Because the rates are going to change. We know this. They're stalling the economy intentionally. They're going to have to break out of it the other way. The recession's already been here. I think that'll be proved out a year from now. I think we're already seeing price decreases on commodities. But the Fed is still is going to be too late. So they're going to stall this economy. They're going to stall the market. And then what's going to happen is coming out the other side, they're going to reduce rates again. So based on that, I'd be telling somebody, get a short-term rate now. Get yourself in the door. And when the rates come back down, get yourself a fixed rate loan at that time. 
you know, it takes a little bit of skill to communicate that to people. And it's true. It takes a little bit of skill now that all of a sudden, here's an objection. I got, I have time to get the property inspected. And I have, oh my gosh, there's a list of broken things like there is on every new house. And that doesn't mean it's an excuse for people to go bail because they're scared. It's an excuse for someone with some skills to be able to help somebody navigate and negotiate through the process. So negotiation, presentation, facilitation, all of these things, back to the fundamentals of of lead generation, all these different things that people, to be honest with you, have not been focused on, even some of our successful clients, because the market was running so hot. You know, I've talked to, yeah, I I recently talked to a a number of successful clients who, what they were questioning to me is, was that me or the market? that allowed me to have that success that I had over the last few years. And what I shared with them, and I believe to be true based on looking at their numbers, is it was mostly you. For sure. And a little bit of the market. And now they're 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 feeling that little bit of the market have a pinch on their business. And so, um, but they're realizing that, hey, there's a little rust there and they need to get back to, they need to get back to, like Jamie said, having connection with people and just picking up the phone and having a phone call, right? It, you bet. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate you guys. Uh, we're going to be hearing more from you guys. In fact, those of you who listen, you want to hear more of this, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear your questions sent into us so that we can uh, facilitate more of them. We want to bring some real-time information. Just like I said, the Case Schiller profile came out this morning. I wanted to get it to you so we can get you some real-time information, some real-time data, so you can have some real-time solutions. These are three of the best I have, Amy and Jamie and Dave. I want to thank you for being on the program today. And if you own a house, you're okay. You're good. You've got to hedge against inflation. If you've got a fixed-rate mortgage, congratulations. If you are thinking about making a move or an investment purchase, again, great hedge against inflation. Real estate's never going to let you down. And if you're a real estate professional, it's time to get busy. You know, get busy training or get busy dying to adjust Shawshank Redemption. It's time to do some training. It's time for those of you who've built up your business, maybe it's time to get back into coaching or get a coach so that you can ultimately navigate this process as a business person and lead your business and lead your clients into an environment where there's lots of opportunities. So I'm excited about the future. I do believe uh, you're going to see more negative headlines. You need to keep a cool head on your shoulder and keep tuning into this. Today, we cover the real estate of real estate, and uh, we're going to continue to bring you some more of that in the years to come. And so I'm going to finish today with someone who's got a real cool head on her shoulders. Her name is Therese Buffini. She's 92 years of age, and she's going to leave us all with a little Irish blessing. So if you think the real estate markets, you're getting a little nervous, you think of my mother, Therese, and the good word she has for all of you today. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.